Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, guys, today we have another solo podcast. We're going to be kind of mixing in the solo podcast, the guest podcast, because I think it's good to have a little little balance there. Um, and we have some exciting news about the podcast coming up here in the next few weeks that we'll announce. So be, be ready for that. Um, but today we're talking about sleep for body recomposition. Now, the reality is it's just not something that a lot of people like you you hear about okay got to be getting enough sleep but it's hard to actually apply it and actually follow through with what you know you should be doing so hopefully this episode kind of sells you on the idea of okay this is this is the reason or the reasons I actually need to be getting enough sleep and then I'm also leaving you with some good general advice in terms of like improving your sleep or if you struggle to get enough sleep how you can go about addressing that so I hope you guys enjoy this episode all about sleep for body recomposition so this is probably the most underrated slash overlooked aspect of body recomposition or building muscle and losing fat at the same time. And it's because it's not not a very sexy topic. It's not like supplements or like a certain progression scheme in the gym or anything like that. It's just like it's something you've heard probably time and time again, which is you need to be getting enough good quality sleep. So hopefully this episode is an episode that's going to kind of sell you on the idea, okay, like I've heard this before, but now I understand why it's actually important and why I need to make sure it's a big priority. So most people just focus, you know, solely on training and nutrition for body recomposition. They're just focusing on their diet and exercise, which is good because those are the two kind of foundations of body recomposition. But a lot of people don't understand that sleep is a huge facilitator of optimum training performance, you know, your recovery, things like your appetite regulation, your general mental health, motivation, energy, etc. The list goes on. Sleep pretty much affects everything in our lives. So to give you an idea of how much sleep can affect your body recomposition progress specifically, not to mention all of the other areas of your life, um, there's a study done in 2018 by Wang and colleagues, it's a solid name, Wang, um, which demonstrates the impact that even just a slight sleep restriction can have on building muscle and losing fat. So this was an eight-week study. During the eight weeks, they had two separate groups. They were both on a fat loss diet, so everything was the same within these groups except their sleep. So they're in a calorie deficit on a fat loss diet. One group slept one hour less than the other group five nights of the week. So they just had one group sleep normally as they typically would. The other group was restricted by one hour. And this was just five nights of the week. On the weekends, they were allowed to sleep an hour more to kind of make up for the lost sleep during the week. So it wasn't even like an hour every single night. It was five nights of the week. And then the weekends, they were able to sleep in a little bit more. And at the end of the eight weeks, there wasn't any significant difference in body weight lost. So you might look at that and be like, oh, okay, you know, like didn't make a difference. But that's when we're talking about just body weight. That's not taking into consideration body composition. This is why I always talk about, okay, body weight and body fat are not the same thing. Your weight does not directly reflect how much fat you have. And this is a good example of that. So they lost the same amount of weight over the course of the eight weeks. Um, 
but there was a huge difference in where that weight loss came from. From So the weight loss from the group that just slept normally, they lost 83% of that weight from body fat, which is, you know, that's pretty good. Most of the weight they lost was from fat, whereas the weight loss from the sleep-restricted group, again, just one hour, five nights a week, was 85% fat-free mass, which includes muscle. So pretty much exact opposite of where they lost weight from. The group that slept well, slept normally, lost mostly fat. The other group lost mostly fat-free mass, which isn't completely muscle, um, but muscle, like your lean body mass and your muscle is a, a big portion of that. So in other words, you know, the subjects who slept just normally lost most of their weight as fat, while the subjects who slept poorly, again, just one hour less than normal, five nights a week, lost most of their wheat weight as lean mass. So neither of these groups were lifting weights. So that's a big caveat there. They likely would have seen a lot better results in terms of retaining more muscle tissue and losing more body fat had they been resistance training or lifting weights. But just lifting alone would not possibly offset the huge difference that we saw from the two groups just from sleep alone. So why exactly does sleep make such a huge difference in body recomposition outcomes. So a big reason is it leads to a bunch of different hormonal shifts that are all going to be kind of this catabolic mixture that aren't going to be good in terms of building muscle and losing fat. This is things like increasing your cortisol or stress levels, decreasing myostatin, lowered testosterone, lowered IGF-1, etc., which are all fancy terms. I just know that that's not ideal when it comes to building muscle or losing fat. All of these things negatively affect muscle growth and fat loss. And this is why we make it a huge priority for our body recomposition clients to get enough sleep. It makes a huge difference. And that's one of the kind of low hanging fruits when people come to work with us. It's like usually a lot of people, you know, they're going to the gym they are watching their nutrition, you know, the the two biggest things that a lot, a lot of people focus on, but sleep is the one that kind of just gets put on the back, back burner, like, yeah, I'm, you know, something I should get to one of these days, I should probably prioritize my sleep. So it's one of the first things that we address, and it carries over and affects your training and nutrition. Like I said, it's a huge piece in making sure that like you're getting good quality training and you're recovering from that training and you have motivation to train and you have the energy to train. So that's one of the first things that we address. So then everything else goes that much more smoothly. So that begs the question, how exactly how, or how much sleep should we get for you know, optimal body recomposition. So if we're talking about just general, you know, health and well-being, I'd probably give you the recommendation of, you know, seven to nine hours a night. That's what the the National Sleep Foundation, which I didn't know that was a thing until I was digging into the research behind this. That's what they recommend. So I would say, you know, you always hear the good general rule of, you know, eight hours a night is good. So I'd say like seven to nine hours for just general health and well-being. But considering that, you know, the, the training performance and recovery benefits of higher amounts of sleep, considering those benefits and the detrimental effects of your poor sleep of having just like even one hour restricted five nights a week, we do aim for a minimum of eight hours a night with our body recomposition clients. And it's important to understand, like, it's not always going to work out perfectly. You're not going to have an even eight hours of sleep every night. I'll tell you right now, I personally aim for eight hours per night. 
usually, especially recently, it's been closer to like seven and a half. So it's not like, and you know, I'll, I'll round up with that, you know, like it, it, you don't have to be perfect with it. Like anything that, you know, we're going for progress and improvement over perfection. So if you are someone who can't realistically get, you know, eight plus hours of sleep each night, don't worry too much. You know, you can still see good recomposition. I've had clients in the past where it's like they can only get six hours of sleep a night. And like, it's not like you are leaving a ton of progress on the table. Like you can still make very good progress. I'm not confident saying that you're going to see the best possible progress. You know, it's very unlikely that you're going to see the best possible progress if you're getting, you know, five, six hours of sleep a night. Once we get to like that seven, eight, nine range, that's what we're really, really looking for. And like I said, I would recommend a minimum of of eight. So with that said, there are a few tips that I give clients when we're struggling with sleep, and that's something that we're we're working on. So first and foremost... Like I said earlier, like any improvement is a win. You can still see really good body recomposition without 100% ideal sleep, but any improvement that you can make to your sleep quality and or quantity is definitely you know worth your time in making sure that happens because we're going for progress over perfection. So that's the first little piece of advice. Don't overwhelm yourself if you're currently getting you know five hours of sleep a night. Don't think oh I got to increase that by three hours every single night. It's just like just like going to the gym, you know, like if you don't go to the gym, you can't overwhelm yourself thinking, oh, I got to start going to the gym six days a week, like start on the lower end, work your way into it, get some momentum built up and kind of some little wins. And then you can, you know, continue moving in that direction. So if you're getting five hours a night, start with something small, aim to get five and a half one night, and then slowly work your way up. Any improvement is going to come with some beneficial side effects, side effects. So definitely understand that going into it. Second little piece of advice is just getting a good routine of going to bed and waking up at roughly the same time each day. If like if every day it's different, you don't have like a kind of specific bedtime or specific time you wake up, your circadian rhythm like your which regulates your um sleep wake cycle is just going to be all off off kilter all over the place and you're not going to get good quality sleep because your body doesn't know when it's supposed to be sleeping and it's going to be hard to wind down it's going to be hard to wake up at the right time so just getting a good routine of going to bed at roughly the same time waking up at roughly the same time and again it's not like you have to be perfect with that like if you set your bedtime for 10 and you go to bed at 10 30 it's not the end of the world you know that's much better than not having a bedtime at all and going to bed at 10 some nights and two o'clock in the morning other nights you know so getting a good routine of going to bed at roughly the same time waking up at roughly the same time now the next piece of advice is set a bedtime reminder on your phone now i have an iphone i'm not sure how it works with androids and whatnot but i know with iphones you can set a uh, a bedtime reminder so i have mine go off at i think it goes off 30 minutes before bedtime mine goes off at like in between 9 30 to 10 and it's not like this jarring alarm it just gives me a nice little reminder that it's time to wind down for bed and then i get to bed in the next you know 15 to 30 minutes or so so that helps a ton because otherwise like it might be you know usually my wife and i after getting leo down for bed my son will watch a show for a minute or something and if we get really into the show it's like okay if i don't have that reminder go off and remind me that all right it's bedtime probably just keep watching a show, you know? So like the reality is, you know, it's very rare for someone to literally not have the time to get eight plus hours of sleep 
every night, you know, well, not every night, some nights things are going to come up, but, but it's usually, usually just comes down to turning off, you know, your phone or the TV at an appropriate time to allow for enough sleep. So like I said, most phones from at least iPhones, I'm sure other phones and there's apps and stuff will allow you to set a bedtime reminder and just set this for, you know, eight to nine hours before you have to wake up. If you know that you have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to get to work, set it at 10 o'clock so you know or 9 30 so you have you know a good solid eight to nine hours kind of set set aside to get your sleep in otherwise it's like okay then you're you might set this kind of arbitrary bedtime and then not follow through with it if you don't have a reminder so set a bedtime reminder on your phone next piece of advice is have a bedtime routine and it's not like you have to have like this crazy routine where you do like yoga for 30 minutes and then an hour-long meditation and just journal your entire day's events down you know like you don't have to go into this crazy routine but i would have like some form of routine in there this could be something like reading a few pages in a book before you go to bed that's my personal thing that i do just because reading always winds me i always get super tired reading i know some people like it kind of get some hyped up especially if it's a good book that's exciting so like might not be the best option for you if if you're one of those individuals but for me it makes me tired it makes me wind down so i'll read a couple pages i can get through like a couple pages maybe two or three pages and i'm like ready to zonk out so that's kind of like my little routine right before bed only downside is it takes forever to get through a book because i'm reading it like two or three pages at a time but so yeah like i said it could be reading a few pages of a book you know even just like a few minutes of deep breathing or just like taking 10 breaths, 10 deep breaths before bed. I know some of this stuff sounds kind of like cheesy, but just having some form or some way to tell your body, okay, it's time for bed. We're going to relax a little bit instead of doing what most people do, which is like, you know, scrolling on Instagram, looking at a screen right before bed. And there are some, I'm, I'm not super, um, into the research behind this but i know like screens it's going to affect your circadian rhythm basically telling you like okay like it's kind of it kind of reflects like what the sun would be doing when you're looking at a screen it's this bright light coming in and that can affect your sleep so again like i don't know a ton about that but i do know that like staring at screens right before bed is not the best idea so just having some form of quick little bedtime routine and then lastly is to take naps or kind of make up for lost sleep when doable and it's not like it's not like you can you can completely make up for a bad night's sleep but like taking a little bit of nap or just getting sleep in when you can it's definitely not going to hurt and the research does suggest that it is beneficial like i said it's not going to like do anything crazy and you're going to be able to completely offset a bad night's sleep but it's definitely not going to hurt and it seems to be helpful so if you're if you can find time in the day to take a nap or whatever which that sounds kind of nice i could go go take a nap after i record this podcast um sleep in a little bit on the weekends whatever it is do what you can like whenever you have a rough night's sleep just try to kind of make up for it because it does 
research does suggest that that is something that we can kind of do, just not 100%. So those are my five kind of tips for if you struggle with getting in those eight hours. I know that's something I struggled with for the longest time, which is like getting a good eight hours of sleep each night. And the nice thing is once you do it for even just a couple weeks and you get in kind of the routine of that and set aside those things like I mentioned with getting in a good routine of going to bed, waking up at the same time, setting a bedtime reminder, having that little routine, kind of making up for sleep when you can't. It, it just gets a lot easier the more you do it. Just like anything, just like with your training and nutrition, the more you go to the gym, the more it turns into something that you just do. It's just a habit. Same thing with getting good quality sleep each night. So I hope that was helpful, guys. Um, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review. I appreciate that a lot. It helps the podcast grow and reach more people like yourself, helping them out as well. So with that, guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.